Okay. So this is the uh, 34th portion of the week. How many portions are there? Fitty foe. Did you say fitty foe? He's been hanging out with me too much. We had this road trip. Wines <laughs> 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 in the gutter, I tell you. And and the language has deteriorated. Here's a guy who knows like 97 languages. What? Did he fall? There are. He finally says a language. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Drowned That's like saying Twinkies is a food group. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greg's over here. It's not? <laughs> okay. So, 54 portions in the year. We're 34 deep now. And uh, Bama's Bar in the wilderness. Um, how many of you actually had an opportunity? Let's do this in two phases. How many of you received the Bereans Online email this week? Okay, so almost half? I've okay. signed up five times, I still don't get it. Still don't get it? It was probably under your maiden name. Maiden name. I'll, get, <laughs> I'll talk to somebody about that. How many of you actually read it? The room in eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that uh, not, unlike the, uh, not unlike the Sukkot uh, study that, that Rick did, um, where he he describes our walk in our life as being different because we're not intended to be under the sun. Um, the the focus of this past week's you jump in if I mess up here, um, since you know the guy that wrote it um, was was that in the wilderness is not a bad thing, and we see it primarily in the beginning as being a bad thing, but being in the wilderness, having been called into the wilderness to meet with God himself and to go through that whole ketubah thing is is a great and wonderful and beautiful thing and we should see it that way so here we are in the wilderness uh, Bamidbar and we're we've got a tent of meeting we get to meet with God and uh, and now we're, we're getting some of the details I was reminded as we went through our prayers this morning that uh, uh Greg and I both do, uh, is it Kedusha? Is that where um, we do a little run, you know, deal and then blessed be he and they can Kaddish. blessed be he? Kaddish. Kaddish. Full Kaddish, half Kaddish, yeah, that kind of deal. Um, with, with the uh, ROTC graduation and commissioning ceremony that, that we went to, it reminded me of, of that whole military thing. Um, perhaps you've seen it you know, in your patriotic days when uh, you're watching a military band or a military... Uh, group, and you've got the the commander in front of all these troops, and he says, "Company," and you hear echoed right after that as the men in front of every platoon turn their heads slightly and go, "Platoon." It's it's just it's an echo of the command, and it it follows through, and it it happens in every command that comes. It's always echoed so that everyone can hear. So that everyone understands what we're going to do or what's about to happen. It's the same way in the Kaddish. Blessed is he and immediate blessed is he. Baruch Hu. And and we've got that echo coming through. So I think that uh, as we get into this portion, we're going to see more of that military flavor 
as we're counting people who can go to war. We're going to lay out the, uh, the tribes and clans and households as they are, as it were, arrayed for battle. And yet, it's, a, it's an encampment of shalom. It's an encampment of peace. But like Nehemiah, when Nehemiah, one hand the sword, one hand the shovel, right? They're all laid out, but they're laid out so that they can protect the holiness of God. Great deal. This is uh, a unique portion in a couple of ways. Um, First, of course, is that we know exactly when they're there. We start out with the date. We know that we're in the second year, and uh, the first month of the second year. And uh, I believe that's how it starts, right? First day of the second month. First day of the second month. First day of the second month, which would be uh, first of ER. And if if you count, I mean, we just that's where you know you count the Omer, right? So you've counted from the fifteenth day of the first month. Now we're fifteen days into it, and fifteen days from this time, we're about to have second Passover for those that had been defiled by death, and. One of the unique things here is that we count the, the children of Israel three times, just in one portion. Three different times we're counting them. And, uh, and the names are mixed up every time. I don't know if we're going to get into that this morning. That's up to you. Um, but there are several other times where they are sequenced, as it were, including the book of Revelation. And it seems to be different each time, and we can learn from that. I think it's really interesting to compare this census to the census that takes place later on in Numbers, um, like 26, I think. Towards the end as they're approaching the land. Yeah, yeah, because that one's after the plague. And it's really fascinating because there are some tribes that actually diminish in number from this time. Almost decimated. Yeah, the tribe of Simeon is almost, yeah. But then other tribes that, bam, they grow a lot more, and it's, it's, I mean, since it just mentioned that a plague happened, it kind of gives a little insight into, like, well, maybe we can kind of see who... Who the troublemakers were? Right, yes. Or, or, who were extraordinarily obedient to the command to be fruitful and multiply? (laughs) (laughs) Children. Don't, sorry. Sure. But I think that, um, in thinking about that, I think it teaches the power of generational uh, righteousness. And the impact that it has on future generations, because you think about it, like there's these, um, there's a situation here where just sin of the fathers not only affects the children, it actually prevents there from being any. Yeah. And and more importantly, it affects like the long term impact of generations because when they out, lay out who gets what territory in the land of Israel, it's by the like, the size of the tribes. That's right. Then, not before. That's right. And so it's like you see that like the tribe of Simeon. One generation, uh, they're particularly cool at the commissioning was a quote from Ronald Reagan that was shared, which is that freedom is always one generation away from disappearing. And the idea being that that each generation owes it to themselves and to future generations to maintain. Same thing with righteousness. Same thing with the Second Amendment. No, I'm I'm sorry. Simeon, one generation, they blow it, they get decimated. Now, for the rest of eternity... There's a little bit less land for everybody. That they will have in the land is yeah. less, and it affects future. But I think also it's kind of cool to see the number is the same almost of the total. It reminds me of Esther. Mordecai says, "Don't think that she'll be spared." And by the way, if you don't help, God will raise up another. So the numbers end up being almost even. It's like God's like, "Well, 
if you're not going to be the one who's going to be righteous, I'll call somebody else. Yeah, it's good. But but less you you focus on the negative. Shimon ends up being spread through all the tribes, so that you see when you get the apostolic scriptures, Shimon you see all these everywhere. Pe- all these people named Shimon. They have ancestry of Shimon, yeah. but they're not in the tribe of Shimon. Yeah. One thing I noticed talking about just the, the order of the, the tribes. Yes. The, when first, the first, second, or third? Order. Well, the, when the first census, when they're, the order, then they're called and they're counted and all that. Yes. Later, when they're ordered by how they're going to be arranged around the tent of meeting, yes. they're called in the same order. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. They're Good. keeping it the same. Brock actually made a pretty cool uh, schematic of the camp. On a, uh, on an index card, yeah, that's good, yeah, that's good. Yes, sir. A really amazing teaching from um, Rabbi Shlomo Ritzkin on uh, TorahCafe.com. Really cool. He talks very, very slowly, uh, so he takes forever to make a point, but he's sure Do you have the double speed button there? (laughs) But uh, on chapter 1, verse 2, where it says, Take a census of the entire assembly of the children of Israel, according to their families, according to the father's household. In, in, in Hebrew, it's the Mishpochotan, the Beit Avotan, according to their families and according to their the, the house of the their, house of their father. father. And um, so, so Rabbi Fritzkin he shares two two different commentaries, one from Rashi and one from Targum Ankelos. And he says, so Rashi says that um, uh, the, the the according to their families and according to their father's households is just whoever their dad was, that's who the tribe they're that that person should identify with. It's, it's a patriarchal uh, a tribalness that's passed down inside of the father. And, and obviously that makes sense. I think it, that's, and uh, Rabbi Riskin was like, I understand and I appreciate Rashi's answer. And obviously everyone kind of has that as a consensus. But Targum Ankelos says something really cool. And, and the, the Aramaic uh, translation with a little bit of um, kind of commentary squeezed into it, it's, it states according to their seed and according to their father's household. Mm. And and the idea is that it's um, and Rabbi Fritzkin said this: you are who your grandchildren are going to be. And he says, um, and, and he says, well, well, obviously Rashi's point is correct. They're both right. That is, someone has to be identified and placed in in, in who they really are. But who they're going to be and, and with their progeny is really evidence of how well they are self-identified with their own heritage. And he even says in, in, the, in the Talmud there's discussions on what constitutes a conversion, who needs a conversion, is your mother Jewish, father Jewish, on all these different scenarios. But he says, who? I mean, it, uh, it, if, if you are Jewish, then you're going to have um, children who are, are and, and grandchildren who will be Jewish, as long as that is the the as long uh, as they identify right uh, even you know removed from the di- through distances of time right. that's really who you right. are is, 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 is it's a tremendous say. responsibility I was just going to say for you dads no pressure right yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. that's good that's good the uh, the book of uh, Bamid Bar why is it called Numbers by the way in our English Bible anybody know <laughs> the, uh, the Septuagint Names it because you know, all we're doing is counting, and it's the numbers of people. Yeah, that's all we're doing. That's all. That's right. It's no. It's only numbers, and everything else in between is superfluous. Because people count. Right. Oh. <laughs> From an account. Yeah. Well, we can't count people. We have to count shekels or half shekels. Right. And in this case, actually, it's always important to say that the names are counted too. 
Mm. So it's not just people that are being counted, it's their names. Yeah, I would, I would venture to say that uh, it would be an amazing sense of pride for me if on page uh, 849 and 851, if you got a Bible like mine, or uh, Numbers chapter 1, verses uh, 5 through 16, if my name was in that list, you better believe I'd be pointing it to you and going... <coughs> My dad's 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 dad. Here we were. Well, because these guys in in that are the guys. Pick a guy from every tribe. And if I'm not mistaken, you and Aaron are going to count them by their regiments. When you count, there should be with you a senior person from each tribe who is head of his tribe, that is, his father's house. These are the names of the men who should stand with you. Chosen by God. They were chosen by God, not only to be to have their names in the Bible, but to be one of the guys to stand up while the count was being done. That's amazing. If you, if you also think about subsequent generations when they would read the Torah, you know, uh, out loud. And you can imagine, if, you know, so subsequent generations when we still had tribal affiliations, right? You can imagine when they get to this part of the scroll, right? And he, and he starts out, these were the sons of Reuben. Right? That's Grandpa! You know, and then the, the whole tribe of Reuben's just going <laughs> to... That's where we get that, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And I think it's um I like numbers in part because I feel like whenever you find a passage of scripture that is as slow as it seems and seems to have no relevance to you. <laughs> that's the important like, ones. <laughs> that's when the alarm goes off and it's like, ooh, there must be cool stuff in here. That's right. That's exactly. Because um, right. I think that oftentimes God likes very things. Um, and some of the coolest stuff he hides. Uh, and this one, I think one of the things that, stands, that stood out to me that was really interesting is the, is the names of these men. Um, and specifically, the first and last one. The first one's name is Nakshon, and his name is Serpent, um, which is a bit odd for a name of a person, especially someone who's such a leader, because uh, serpents are generally not good. Uh, but the last name, if I'm translating correctly, and if someone else knows more Hebrew, then please tell me, but Ahira. I believe means my brother is evil. Now what's really fascinating about this is that Nachshon, despite having a very serpentine name, is the leader. He is the, the head. He's the top of the cream of the crop. Top shelf. And he's put in front. So in spite of that being maybe some negative associations with that, um, he can rise above that. But the person at the back, the very bottom, is someone who comments on others as being bad. Mm. And I think about like the significance of Lashon Hara and how when we are critical of others, when we speak evil of them, yeah. that puts us at the bottom, at the foot. Yeah. And I think it's like, it almost kind of reminds me of like Yeshua's comments about, you know, if you teach others not to do these things, you'll be least in the kingdom of heaven. Ahira is a leader. He, he's in the tribes. He is an important man, but they put him at the he's back. The last one he, the he's list. the last on the list. That's a good point. I like it. Yes? Uh, <clears throat> there was a there was a, a commentary of, a question was asked why does God keep counting everybody right why 
isn't he God? Doesn't he kind of know? You know, if he knows <laughs> the number of hairs we all have on our head, I mean, surely he knew how many there were. What's the whole point of counting and recounting and counting? And uh, one comment, one commentary was, it was it's it's uh, an ex- it's an expression of his love for his people. It's kind of like the way you kind of count your guns every day. many guns I get? But I, one <laughs> lock, two locks. Four. Keep going. Alan, can you attest, can testify to this? <laughs> so it's, I think it's, I need to clean this one again. <laughs> so it's kind of like the same idea that God is, God is, he's, he's literally yeah. just tabulating. Yeah. His people, yeah, and absolutely. Tabulating his people. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a closeness right. and and a, a nearness yeah. there. I like that. I like that. In addition to that, I, I thought of how you you're not going to talk about my guns, are you? Well, no, no, no. Okay. Just like when it came to why to count, you know, I I thought part of it would would be that, but then it's also for the benefit of the two leaders, Moshe and, and Aharon, and how. You know, sometimes the best CEOs in large companies are the ones that actually go into the trenches mm-hmm. and are interacting with the employees that maybe aren't as important in the company. Just because he wants to always remember that there there are a lot more people there than just the people he interacts with yeah. on a day-to-day That's basis. Yeah. And I think the census would really do that to leaders, to maybe this, this guy you, you've never even met before because he just became of age to be counted or something like that, but then to see him personally is just a very uh, a good reminder yeah. of your responsibility as a leader. But you bring up uh, one of the things I thought about uh, this morning as I was preparing uh, and it was I was thinking about Judah. We don't start the prayer service in the morning until I count ten men. And it doesn't matter whether you're a deep Bible scholar and you know all kinds of Hebrew or you can dance on the head of a pin. It doesn't matter. I'm going to count men. And I always have to skip Judah. But by the end of this year, we're going to count mm. Judah. That's so I, I, I say that to lift him up and to make it clear to you that he's going to reflect <coughs> every man in this room. He's going to see and he's going to emulate not just his dad, not just his two older brothers. He's going to emulate every man sitting here. So you joke around when you go up to read the Torah. He's going to joke around. Mm -hmm. You take it seriously when you take that tallit on and off. You make sure you take your tallit off before you go in the men's room. These are the things that that young man needs to see this year because now these things are becoming important to him. Because I'll tell you what. Pick the best guy in the room. It doesn't matter who you point at. When you count that minion, he's just another number. And Judah's going to be in that number, standing next to and counted with some of the greatest Torah scholars I know and some of the schmoes who are just starting out. Because we're all in that group, right? That's why counting is so important that it brings us all to the same level. You're one, you're two, you're three, and we just start counting. 
So the redemption price is the same. That's exactly that's right. Regardless of where you are in the pecking order of everyday life, or what age you're at, or how long you've been walking in the Torah. So pray for Judah. Be a good example to Judah. Teach Judah. Because Judah's going to be in the camp.